0: morning everybody, how y'all doing? I'm on my way to Fresno and Visalia today. So, uh, something happened yesterday and I really wasn't gonna talk about it, but it's been in my mind. And yesterday I went to help a man. Uh, I saw from across the street digging in the garbage, drinking what was left of somebody's Starbucks coffee, whatever, Frappuccino, I don't know what it was, but So I walked over and I offered to uh, say, hey, would you like something to eat and drink? And, um, you know, I I don't want to see you digging the garbage, at least not right now, come on, man. And he was an older guy and he's a Mexican-American, you know, and I I just looked at his hands and it just like, like you could tell the man's been out on the street for a while. just and then he just starts pulling his his facial hair so i knew something was wrong with him you know mentally he was just groaning and i asked him i said hey you know what's your name and he was i think he told me his name was rudy and then he switched to to michael you know and i said hey what kind of sandwich would you like and he's like, anything you want to give and i said no it's your choice it's my treat like to drink, you know, and he's like, hey, whatever you want to give, and I said, whatever you like to have, you know, do you want a soda, do you want water, do you want iced tea, and he wouldn't answer it, you just hear this, you know, he just, I don't know, I, I, hard to explain this gentleman, and um, I think about, what it made me think I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the homeless you know because I think I see these different people in their different stages you know especially in my town right now Stockton and uh, Stockton, California and the population of of homeless is just going up and up and up and up and up you know there's so many people moving here that are not even from here they're moving from all walks of life I mean the Bay Area I've met I think I met a guy from LA and some people even from out of state and uh, it was just, I don't know. So I went to go get him a sandwich uh, and I got him a chicken sandwich and I put some vegetables on it, grabbed him some chips. I see this another homeless guy sitting in subway with his head laid down and I look down and I see like his ankles he's not wearing any socks it Looked like he was wearing one of them safety vests you know the, the glow-in-the-dark ones you know it looked like he may have been a construction worker or something he was just asleep so I got my sandwich and I I bought a seven dollar gift card for him and I look down I look at his ankles and I just see like the beginnings of gangrene you know on his ankles that was like, I mean, it grossed me out, but at the same time, I just took my sandwich, or I got the first guy, got his sandwich and stuff. Then I bought a gift card for the guy, you know, putting his head down. And, uh, I said, Hey, you know, wake up for a second and I gave him a, I gave him a gift card and I said, Hey, here's a sandwich for the day or here's a gift card for a sandwich of the day take care of yourself, and he's all, well, thank you, and then there was this African-American lady, who walked up, and she started talking to him, and offering some kind, and she smiled at me, because it was, it was just cool, so I did that, and I was like, okay, well, you know what, I'm glad I could help at least some people today, you know, I mean, it makes me feel good, so anyhow, um, I go back out, and I see the old guy that I first encountered, and I got him a sandwich, and immediately, he just started reacting, like, like, it's too much. It's too much. And it's like a simple Subway sandwich, six inches, nothing big. Got him chips and a drink. That's it. It's all I could, you know, afford to do. But I feel like God has been blessed me with my opportunities and gifts. And, um, I just thought this in my head. And he's like, it's too much. It's too much. And he was just shaking his head. And I think it wasn't so much that the food was too much. I think that you know, someone giving in his mental capacity was too much and he just started, he started to begin to flip out a little bit and I just said, here you go, you have a nice day, you take care of yourself, okay, have a good one and I walked away and all I could hear was the man was getting louder and louder at this bus stop and there were some people who wanted to wait, you know, but they kind of I think they kind of stood off the way, so it made me think of you know, I talked about it before, um, mental illness, you know, and I see these people who just, they've given up. They're just looking today for today. They don't have no career, no house to look forward to, no nothing. They don't know where their next meal's coming from. And you ever wonder why they get so aggressive and they're asking. So, um. me to see them that, that way it also reminded me that if I don't keep mentally strong and keep on top of my game I could be in that position too so I believe giving back and helping people out sometimes even just talking to them for a little bit these people are kind of like ostracized they're looked at like they're dirt they're scum they're drug addict they're an alcoholic they got themselves in there and it's you know what God did not make put me in this position to judge them. It really did not. I'm not here to know their story. Though I am curious what got them to that point, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, they can be the smelliest of people and just look diseased and, you know, they're not well and they got skin conditions, health conditions, they got mental issues, and that's the thing is, is like when you lost hope, how far does your mind go down the rabbit hole? You know what I mean? Like so it's something that I, I think about and I don't wanna just give them food. I I would like to help them better their situation. So I don't know if this is God calling me to a higher purpose to help people out, not just to feed them, but help them, you know, get some some sanity, some some understanding, some, some normalcy. Because I think about all these people at one time started out in a home. They had family, they had loved ones. They had people that care for them. And whatever got them out, maybe they did it to themselves. Maybe they didn't. Whatever happened has happened. And so I think about how, you know, what, what is the universe and what does God want me to do? How can I help people? And there are some people you just cannot help. There's are just some. And, but I don't give that judgment, that decision always, you know, I, I believe everyone has that capacity. So, um, this is an issue that is facing America. And as we're facing times of change, you know, and diplomacy is changing. Our politics is changing. The quality of life is changing. Electronics is changing. All that shit is changing. And if we don't take a moment or some time to really think about all this, where where are we gonna end up? You know? Because at the rate that things are going, it seems like companies, are just consolidating, buying each other out and someone's going to control where the food comes from. Someone's all going to control where all the properties, where you live are, you know, where they're at, they're going to control everything. And that's why, you know, being independent is an important factor. And, you know, using commerce, using local goods, you know, try not to buy goods from, from China. Sometimes you just can't help it, but you know, handcrafted American goods goes a long way. Sometimes we price it out too much, but anyhow, so this is just my thoughts today this morning. And I, it just, I've been thinking about that old guy that was kind of losing it. And it's just like, I'm grateful that I could help him out. And I'm also grateful that I could help that other guy out. But just thinking, man, it's not just their, their mental state of being, but you see him literally are falling apart physically and I want to know what you all think what what do you think about the homeless of America what is your your uh, perspective thanks a lot
1: welcome back people how you all doing uh goodbye to Jason B so I want to continue so this next segment is called taking back our control so Ann Capone was doing an awesome segment about health care here in America, and how you know he he wants to consider maybe moving to Canada, you know, because now it becoming a Canadian citizen. Uh, I know there's complications to that, but you know, I hey, I applaud him. You know, hey, whatever you, you got to do, you know what I mean. And um, he was just telling me in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, uh, the the average living wage is $7 an hour, and I'm blown away at that because the minimum wage out here I think is uh, $13 an hour, almost 14 you know, and uh, let me tell you, it's, that, that's something pretty remarkable that people survive off that because out here in California, that's what somebody who works at McDonald's means. And even then, you know, they're they're eliminating a lot of workers out of these fast food places because they're going to automation. They don't need someone to take your order when you can touch a screen. So, but that's an, you know another subject in itself. So, um, I was just talking to my daughter's mom, and we were discussing how, like in Mexico, they don't allow certain big corporations to make. The things that they make, like certain kinds of Mexican dresses native to their their region. And, you know, over here they sell that shit made in China like it's nothing. And I think that's a very valid, very valid and important thing that the government, you know, needs to take and also, you know, protect, you know, their own assets, you know, like it is an asset when you have an industry that specializes to a region. And when we let foreign interests, you know, take take over, like, I, I guess you'd have to say, like, the Walmarts, the Home Depots, the, the Lucky's, the Safeways, you know, all these big brand names. we like the convenience we like how inexpensive it can be but man it takes away from the, the the people you know like i remember growing up when you went to the grocery store the grocers the the, the checkout they were personable you know they they cared hey how you doing jason how how's it going you know like you know, we got they they'd always tell you, Hey, I got some apples on special or we got tomatoes, we got some spinach on you know, always just being personal. Hey, did you think did you take a look on aisle seven? We got some great cheeses just brought in today or this week.
0: You know, I really
1: think you should you know, take a look at it. Having that personal connection and now a lot of grocery stores out here they they're starting to do self checkouts, which I really don't like. Because it takes longer for everyone, and I think that it just keep people employed. So it's like protecting your industry. Now, we can only protect our industry so, so much and that, uh, you know, um, automation is not going to be stopped. So how do we incorporate what is coming for the future so the people will have sustain- sustainability for also themselves and our children, you know? Um, What I'm learning, like I've talked about it before, is I'm not so eager to steer my kid to go to a college unless she's going after a certain career. And I just talked about this to my my 10-year-old. I said, I told her, Bella, I really do, I want you to become a dentist. And she's like, why? I said, one, you make a great living. Two, you help out a lot of people. And you have your weekends off, you know, and you will be able to, it's a profession. And she's like, well, what about college and stuff? I said, yeah, you know, you go to some inexpensive schools. Because let's face it, to get your general education, it don't matter where the fuck you go. It just matters that you got it done. Now, when you get a bachelor's, you have somewhat of a specialty, but that's only, you know, another drop in the bucket. It's not until you go to grad school or for them, would be dental school, does it become specialized and not generalized? So then that's important. So whatever you do, don't steer your kids towards college unless you know that there's a career that they could be strong in, that they could strive for, that they could achieve, and they're not going to be in debt till they're 55 years old trying to pay off a student loan. That's that's the thing. The industry education, there's a big bust that's coming our way because student student loan default is at seventy percent from last time I checked. Seventy percent of America is default in their student loans. And that's why Obama, I think in the last year of his administration, started creating relief because they knew that the the loan companies can't carry the default rate. They gotta get their pay, they gotta get their money. You know, and so that's a big deal. It's like, well, how do you steer your kid into the right profession? Because let's face it, LVNs are being phased out by hospitals. Medical assistants are not being used abundantly. Some doctor offices have one or two, but, you know, so they got to think about specialty training, being a cardiologist or um, an x-ray technician, you know, more specialized um, that doesn't take all the computer use. So, you know, we've got that aspect to look at, and I think that's very important. So getting back to the, the name of this episode, you know, taking care of America. So I'm not always saying buy America first because, let's face it, in our markets, it's kind of hard to. It's really hard to. I mean, we've let all these big corporations and whatever and Chinese goods infiltrate so much to where it's like, if you look for American goods, you're going to go spend a lot of money. So there has to be a rationale. But it's our attitude. Just because it's cheap doesn't mean that we all should go and get it. Like I look at the produce, where my produce comes from. If it's coming from Chile and Argentina and all that, when I know that, say like strawberries are in season right now, I can buy local strawberries. I don't need to be shopping, you know, foreign goods. Now, certain things like mangoes, and avocados, where they're native to Mexico, yeah, I will buy them, but I'm not wasting money on them. So, it's like taking careful consideration and enjoying, you know, what's on your table. That's another thing is like, I forget where I was hearing it, but... People don't eat at the dinner table, they eat in front of the TV and they have phones and I don't know, like tablets. Make that person time to shut off off the impulses and really talk about and develop your family. So these things, if we're not all ways buying into what's being peddled, these big corporations go broke. They don't make as much profit. Now, granted, they employ a lot of us, but, you know, we got to conserve and create growth within our own, you know. Because, like, say, like, if there were a war between us and China, can you imagine what the fallout would be? I'm not talking about the actual war. I'm talking about the goods and services. You know, if you really think about it, America would be crippled because there's a lot of factories that are not here anymore. They don't make our paper plates. Don't make our plastic forks and knives and spoons. You know, don't make our. We don't make clothes enough. It's too expensive, supposedly. So where's the rationale? Anyhow, thanks for listening.
0: Good evening. Good afternoon.
1: Good morning for some people. This is a goodbye to Jason B. I brought mine some more podcast. I'm driving home from Hanford, California. To and it's about probably. And a half hours, maybe three. And, uh, yeah. So, the subject matter that's on my mind is balance. You know, in my pursuit of, uh, bettering myself and, um, working on things, the one, most important thing that you one can have is balance: balance of emotion, balance of feeling, balance of action, balance of thought. And um, as a martial artist, the really good martial artists that I admire are always those who have balance, and it can be applied to anything in life. And I think about, you know, the codes of, like, the great martial artists and the great swordsmen of old, that they had balance in their word, how they dressed, how they walked, how they talked, everything. Like, and that's what, to me, a real man does. Must seek balance. And that's like a subject matter that I really want to work on. There is someone that I really truly desire in my heart. But as the observer of my emotions and my feelings, my thoughts, those things won't come to be until I have good balance and not see things out of just desire or desperation or wounds you know and I think balance the subject matter and the lesson of balance is is a beautiful thing. Earlier this morning I was talking about the homeless and I was listening to Ant Capone Station today, and he was talking about healthcare, evictions, things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it all comes from balance—how we treat one another, how we act in front of another. Prosperity comes through balance. We have good times and bad times. The scale can be tipped either way. If one thing is goes unchecked, you know, then that's where we really need to pay attention. For me, my my biggest weakness is my emotions and how I've let my emotions get out of hand but now my weakness will become my greatest strength. They say that, you know, when you create a team, that your weakest link is your strongest point.
0: You know, and then it makes you kind of think about, you know,
1: the Spartan 300. Their defense and their attack style all had balance, and they were able to fend off thousands of people, and they walked talk and did everything they said and meant through balance. And like I said, it makes me think of the samurai, you know. I really admire the, the truest warrior of of all. I've thought about my struggles and my obstacles, especially reading The the Obstacle is the Way, it simply states being in charge of your emotion on content is the highest regard of training and discipline anyone can possibly have because it's the deciding point to initiate action and do and you follow through with action or take no action whatsoever. So say like someone pisses you off. They call you a name. Call you a weak. Call you a win. Say like they don't believe in you. Say like, you know, especially when you care about that person. Maybe it could be a family member and they insult you out of a moment. Now, you could have two choices. Either act or don't act. How you respond can truly determine of how a relationship with that person will continue or fail. And it's applicable in so many ways. Like, I'll give you an example. Me and my mother we're a lot alike, and then, yet you know, we're different, and I really do worry about my mom right now, because she takes on the emotion without reference, without checking it, without, you know, she goes and tells my family members that I'm mean to her. But some of my family members go back and say, well, how mean are you to her or him? And going unchecked can hurt somebody. That was my brief example of my own life. And it is in my strongest desire that I want to build a better relationship with my loved ones, with my family, with my naysayers. And it's sometimes hard to let go of the emotion, but if, like the object of the way said, if you cannot have the emotion work for your benefit and it is taking away from you, then that is something to take notice of. So, how do you get some, you know, it's like, how will anyone ever know that you become balanced? And it's like, what you speak, what you do, is what you will be, the same as well as you think. And if your truest desire is to be balanced in all things that you remember, it's okay to be selfish sometimes, because that could be the, the thing that can tip the scale for you and for everyone, and that also can, you know, tip the scale for people to use what you have, the, the skills and the assets that you have, but, you know, you can ask the question, well, how do you take no offense when you're offended? Being offended is only moments. It's not all the time. I can't think of a time in my life where I thought about being offended all day long, all morning long, or all night. No, I thought other things. So being offended is temporary. You know what I mean? And it's so simple to conquer. But it's not easy. And it takes a long time to discipline yourself. So, if you're having any issues today, tomorrow, take a deep breath. Say nothing to no one. Don't tell anyone your plans. Don't tell anyone your actions. Sit back. Close your mouth. Close your eyes. Visualize what goal you want to achieve with that particular issue. See it, hold on to it, execute and go after it. Well, that's my issue on balance. I know Anchor's really kind of spotty right now and uh, kind of sucks. I've tried to listen to several views and stations and it just shuts down, so hopefully they will get this fixed. But enjoy my episode, Balance.